This is the City of Refuge, Thomaston, Georgia, Sunday morning podcast. The following is a live recorded sermon by Pastor Jeff Deal. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the title of this message is, and this will like already get me emotional, um, a mentor in my life that I still talk to to this day. Um, he's been here before. His name's Matt Clark. He's awesome. Uh, he was the best man in my wedding. I I still to this day talk to him about like when things seriously are going on in my life, or they're weighing me down, or I just need advice. Or and you guys should have people like that in your life if you don't find those people. Um, and one of the things that he says to me all the time, and it's so aggravating, but it's so good. And the Lord has been beating that into my head lately because I'm a young man that. If there's anything I struggle with, it's patience. <laughs> I'm so bad about being patient and just really honing in on the things that matter now to get what will be worth it later. And so the title of this message, um, and Matt Clark has said this to me, and it's, it's quotes from old things, but the years will tell what the weeks cannot. That is, it's, it's so good. Um, and there's, there's a whole theme about this. So it's very practical. Jeff, when he's up here speaking, is just like, he has like three notes on a paper and then could talk for like six hours, and it's this overflow of like wisdom and artistry as an author, and like, I, that's not me, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm really hoping that this is gonna be beneficial and it's gonna be practical. It's gonna be something that you can walk out of these doors and apply to your life based on the word that is gonna help us to see more fruit and gonna help us to be better people in the kingdom, growing the kingdom, so. Um, a lot of us have heard of Simon Sinek. Raise your hand if you've heard of Simon Sinek. You know who that guy is. He's awesome. So he's, he got really popular off of a certain TED talk about leadership and all this stuff. And he's known in the business world and in the social world as just like a, a fountain of wisdom. Like he just, he knows a lot. He always has good, clever things to say. Um, he's awesome. So if you, if you ever get a chance to listen to some of his talks, he's, he's really cool. I was watching one of his talks because I was doing research for this message. And he has, he has a little bit on one of his talks that has something to do with this. And Excuse me. The whole gist of the talk is like, everyone would love to be physically fit, right? I would love to be physically fit. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah. I would love to, meaning that like, not there. So we, a lot of people treat going to the gym, and a lot of us get like gung-ho about working out and eating right, and I'm not going to go there for lunch, and I'm not going to eat this many calories a day. And we just like, we're watching videos. We like saw someone with their shirt off in a movie, and you're like, I'm, that's it. I'm going for it. And for like three days, we are killing it. For like three whole entire days, we're just killing it. Um, and we think that after three days, we should look like a lifeguard off a of body or a Baywatch or something. Like, we should be able to just, like, flex in our shirts, like, and anyway. I'm obviously talking about guys. I don't think that's what girls want to do. But, uh, but we treat it that we get so gung-ho, and we're very excited about it. And while we're excited about it, we feel good for a few days, and we do our thing. But usually, for a lot of us, um, not saying this for everyone, but for a lot of us, myself, it just fizzles out. Or I get distracted, or I, like, think of like slices chicken wings or something, and there's just nothing in my life, spiritual or physical, that I can do to like stuff it down. And I have a couple chicken wings and it's a downhill spiral. Like I just can't, you know what I mean? And I treat it like those three days should have made a difference. But the reality is no one is gonna walk up to me and be like, Jeff, man, you look like you've been eating salads for three days. They're gonna, they're gonna look up and be, walk up and be like, hey Jeff, good morning. They don't notice that you've been working real hard for three days and then it didn't do anything. 
The same principle with like brushing your teeth. If you brush your teeth, you've, say you don't brush your teeth for three whole weeks, and then one day you brush your teeth. You don't like come out of the bathroom or wherever you are with like healthy gums and pearly whites. You've knocked some food off your teeth and your breath probably smells a little better, but you still have unhealthy teeth. And no one is going to look at your smile that's super yellow or whatever is wrong with it or, and like notice that there's no teeth or no like, <laughs> that defeats the purpose. Huh? Uh, no one's going to look at your teeth and notice that there's no food in your teeth and whatever else and be like, man, I bet you've been working hard brushing your teeth. You know what I mean? So what does it is when we go to the gym three or four times a week for 45 minutes to an hour, whatever, do your workout. It doesn't even have to be that long, but the consistency. We go to the gym three or four times a week, and 80% of the time we're eating foods that are high nutritional value with a good calorie count, or if they're good calories, if there's a lot of them. And with brushing our teeth, people say you have a healthy smile because you brush twice a day, and you do it every single day, and you've done it for weeks and months, and then you start to get whiter teeth, and your gums don't bleed when you brush them, and your gums are healthy, and you get a good thumbs up from the dentist when you do it over time. And so you guys are getting what I'm saying. It's a guarantee. It's absolutely a guarantee in, in pretty much everything that we do. That with consistency, you're going to see some sort of result. And in our churchy lingo, we would call that amen, June. Amen. In our churchy lingo, we would say that you, you're going to bear fruit. There's going to be fruit that comes from whatever the activity if you do it consistently. So um, John 15, 4 and 5, <clears throat> No branch, no branch can bear fruit by itself. We've all heard this. It must remain in the vine. And that right there, I should have highlighted that. I should have had them like circle it or something. Um, it must remain in the vine. Not like it needs to really passionately sit here for three days. It has to remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I'm the vine, you're the branches. And if a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Um, and this should already, I mean, every person in here, I guarantee you can think of an area already where consistency is not a strong suit with like, like I was talking about, I am not like eating, like I want to look like a lifeguard from Baywatch and I'm not working out consistently. Like I want to be a strong man. Um, so this is going to go right to our first point. So if you're taking notes, if you're not taking notes, you should take notes, taking notes. Note takers are history makers is what Juan Martinez always said. Um, but it doesn't, point one is it doesn't matter the intensity unless there's consistency. So a lot of us, you know, as people that have been in church for a long time or not even a long time, maybe it was just this morning, have experienced some like really, really intense um, move of God or like, God, like you felt his presence so strongly or you were at a conference and it was just like melting your face off like you felt the Lord inspiring you and everyone's worshiping and everyone's into it and it was really powerful. Or maybe you've witnessed some miracle in your life or in someone else's life and you've experienced these really great moments where God did something big in your life or those around you. Um, maybe it was worship, like I said, maybe it was a big conference, but the point is that with how significant those moments are, and they are, I'm not downplaying those, those are, those are very important. Um, but if you don't let it, if you don't take it home with you, if there's no consistency, if it doesn't lead to like a constant communication with God and a relying on his word for your life, you just have a cool memory to recall from time to time. That's all you gained from that. So you experienced this mighty move of God. You experienced this like overflow of his presence on your life and in your mind and, if, and, and you didn't let it take root. That's what it's like when we just treat this whole Sunday thing or the whole God thing like, like some of our students will be 
just like here and there, and then we'll go on a trip to Statesboro, and when they come back from Statesboro, they're killing it. They're like, dude, I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, you know what I mean? And then like two weeks later, there was no consistency, and so it fizzled out, and the same, is, same thing's true with us. So let's take a look at this word, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my, brother, my beloved brothers, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. So it's another one all of us have heard, but it's really challenging if you'll take the moment to not let it just be something that you hear and you've heard a hundred times and it rolls off your back. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast. Like nothing can knock you off the course. Like be steadfast in what you're doing, immovable. You cannot be moved always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Um, and that just consistency, that just screams consistency to me. And it's so good. So second point, do you want a very simple and practical first step towards living a more peaceful, purposeful life? Um, and some of us have got this down, some of us don't, some of us can do better. Uh, but I, this is what I would say, and if you're one of my students, excuse me, you are tired of hearing me say this. Like anytime I have a moment with the students where it's at a football game or we're in the car or if it's at youth or whatever, this is the thing that I just never shut up about. And even some of us adults don't have this habit down yet. But this is what you should start trying to do this week. You need, point two, you need to have a consistent quiet time or devotion time. You absolutely have to. It's non-negotiable. I know that this, this might seem elementary, and if you've already got this down and you're better than us, then like just like I'll be back to you in a second. But if you're not having a consistent quiet time or a consistent devotion time, we, that you can't expect to bear fruit. That's not remaining in the vine like it's talking about. So um, Jeannie Mayo, someone that I've started doing a program with, and she's awesome, one, she says this, so seven out of seven days, amazing. If every single day in a week you have quiet time, you get up and you spend time with the Father, that's awesome. Not all of us are that great. There's been times in my life where I really did, like every single day, I did that. But she says, five out of seven days is a success. Like if you really, in your week, you five out of seven days spent time with the Lord. Here's what I don't mean. This is what I do not mean, and I put it in capital letters in my notes. What I don't mean is opening you version and reading the verse of the day and then closing your phone or then closing the app and going and getting on Facebook or going and sending text messages and start making a phone call. I like if when when someone reads me the verse of the day like I'm talking to a student or I I because I use you version a lot on my phone if I like have seen the verse of the day and I see someone post it letter I'm like you didn't read you just looked at the verse of the day anyway it's not not serious but that's what I don't mean what I mean is consistently reading passages of scripture asking God how they can be applied to your life and then spending a good chunk of time talking to him the same way relationally that I would talk to Jeff or I would talk to Sully or I would talk to Tony. It's just an actual communication where I'm speaking and I'm listening and I'm speaking and I'm listening. And <clears throat> sometimes that's going to be five minutes, 10 minutes. Sometimes it's going to be 45 minutes. Sometimes it's going to be like an emotional hour and a half where you're in the car and you're listening to scripture and you're praying and you're crying and you got to pull over. Like I've had that before, you know what I mean? But sometimes it might just be 20 minutes where you read your passage and you're chewing on it and then you're going to work and you're praying and you're whatever. But what I'm saying is there has to be consistency. The problem is, and I am speaking to myself probably more than I'm speaking to anyone in this room. The problem is we as people like things to be measurable. We like it to be like quick to fulfill or quick to see the end result, see the equation, see the equal sign and what's going to happen. And uh, 
I am, like I said, I'm the worst. I'm so impatient and I want it to be like in front of me and I want to be able to look at a piece of paper and see the details and see the steps and people that are around me get so annoyed because I ask so many questions and that, that's how I treat myself. But like I said earlier, don't be fooled. Just coming to church on a Sunday and doing that thing and not spending good quality time with the Father, like coming to church. You might come to church and lift your hands in worship and amen, brother, like whatever, sitting on the front row and just wear a suit and tie, but there's no consistency with what your relationship with the Father looks like outside of church, and you've been duped. Um, and th so there has to be the consistency. I'll stop rambling about that. So I like to use this analogy a lot. I'm married to JC. She's amazing. She's beautiful. Look at our daughter. Um, our relationship would really, really, really be terrible if I only talked to her for an hour on Sunday. Everyone's heard this. And a lot of us at that, let's be honest, even that hour on Sunday are like, you know what I'm saying? Or like falling asleep or checking our phone or thinking about what we need to do Monday and Tuesday or thinking about what we're going to have for lunch, even at that. So I need to take the time. If I don't take the time to see JC and talk to her and ask her what she wants and needs from me and express gratitude and tell her that I love her, like if those things aren't happening, our relationship would be miserable because there is no relationship. We're not talking, we're not communing. It's the same thing with my students. Like I could, and this is a smaller church, so it's really intimate and I love it. Um, but with the students, say there's a little bit bigger of a youth group. If all they ever do is see me talk, but I never go learn their name and have a conversation and follow up with them like, how's your mom doing? How's your whatever? You know what I'm saying? The same thing in the business world, the business analogy. Like if my direct report and I'm not constantly getting vision from them, I don't know how to carry out my day-to-day -day stuff. And I can end up like going this way and be doing stuff that I think is a great decision and think that I think it's a great way to use resources and a great business plan and it'd be terrible and we get cracked out, I could crack down on later because I didn't, I wasn't asking for the vision. I wasn't getting from them, you know what I'm saying? We all know this, but that's, that's how we need to view, like that's how a relationship with the Lord is. If I don't spend time with him, how can I expect to know him? How can I know what he's saying if I don't read or listen to his words? And how can I be prepared in and out of season if my life isn't consistently filled with his teaching and his presence? So point three, if that was you or not you and you guys are great and you've got, you've got all that nailed down and you checked out for a minute, come back. This is good. And this is the thing that I really felt the Lord speaking to me when I was preparing this. I prepared this a little while ago because I spoke it at youth. Um... But point three, if you're writing stuff down, consistency proves your faith. I've really felt the Lord speak that to me. Like I was having quiet time. I was working on this, and it was like really powerful, and the Lord spoke to me. So consistency, again, consistency, I believe it proves your faith. One day, maybe I'll be able to ask God, and there will be a way cooler reason for the story of, you know, the story of the walls of Jericho and all that. All of us know it. Um, and maybe there's a way cooler reason than what I'm about to suggest, but why did they need to march around the walls on the seventh day seven times? Like, I mean, God is powerful enough where he could have just given them a promise and said, like, march up to the city and blow your trumpets and scream at the top of your lungs and the walls are going to come falling down. But he wanted this, he, there was this act, there was this, I need you to do this and this, and it seemed silly. Um, and again, there's probably a way cooler answer, but at least what I, I am gathering from it is maybe God just needed to see that they meant it consistency, the consistency in which they obeyed him 
proved their faith. And this is something that Jeff talks about often that it's so good and it's so important. He doesn't just say like, like if we go back to the first point, it doesn't matter the intensity, it's the consistency, like long obedience, not being obedient and being and having a great attitude and spending time with the father for like a month, because a lot of us even will do that. We'll give it a whole entire month where we, we read our word seven days a week and we spend time praying throughout our entire day. But then the next week comes something bad happens to us or something that is distracting, distracts us, and it's right back to the same old, same old. It's long obedience. So maybe God just needs to, needed to see that they meant it. So I'm in my own business, just like I have been this whole time in this next little bit, but just forgive me. I just felt the Lord speaking this, and this is the stuff I really wanted to challenge us in. Some of us have been des- desiring an extreme relationship like restoration, or maybe it's something in our family or something with a friend whatever, but we only pray and believe for that like, restoration and that miracle in short bursts. So we'll like get really gung-ho about it, like I was talking about earlier, and we'll do it really strong for three days, and we pray our hearts out, and we pray like we mean it, but then, three, you know, we're, then we stop praying, and we forget, and we let it fall to the back burner. Maybe God just like needs to see that we mean it. Maybe, we, maybe he needs to see that we really believe that he'll do it. Even if we've been having the thought and having the intention for 20 years, maybe you just need to keep praying and keep doing it consistently. And I'm not just talking about, this is a tangent, I'm not just talking about like the little cute prayers either. I'm talking about, someone said this to me, like praying like there's an intruder in your house. Like I'm not praying like I'm taking someone some cookies. I'm praying like I'm chasing the devil down with a bat. Like, no, like, you don't belong here, and you don't get to stay. This is my house, and I'm a child of God. You know what I'm saying? Praying like there's, praying like someone has taken my son or my daughter or a family member, a brother or sister or a coworker or a friend, whatever. Praying like someone's taking them hostage, and I'm coming after them. Like, they don't belong to you, and you can't have them. I'm talking about praying. I'm talking about praying consistently, though. I'm talking about continually believing on the heart of God and the power of God to do that because it's his heart. Some of us have been believing for deliverance of lost people. Some of us really desire change in our circumstance. Some of us, it's our life or our own. Like, God, why can't I get this right? Like, I want to serve you even better, but I have this thought pattern that I just cannot break out of. I like, uh, anxiety is just ruling my life. Or depression just rules my life. Like, I'll be fine, and then I wake up one day, and just, a, like, a combination of the weather, the weather and my circumstance and the way someone talked to me, like, and I'm just lost you know what I mean like Lord why can't I change this pattern like why can't I break out of this thing you just got to keep believing I really believe that for some of the stuff that's happening in this church and in this family like you've been believing and you've been desiring and it's been really mattering to you and it really matters to God but we just need to keep asking don't stop asking I was saying it just in transparency I was just saying this to Nathan Howe about something going on with one of his friends is he like, a really cool thing happened, and I was like, okay, but don't stop praying. Like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. The enemy wants you to forget now and wants it to be this cool spike of this spiritual high, and then in a couple weeks, you've forgotten all about it. There's been no real lasting change or heart change. And like, no, like, you need to start praying harder now than you were even praying when this was going on. Like, keep believing for that. So maybe the results we're looking for, and I'm sorry if this has been really elementary, um, another thing that Matt, my one of my mentors says to me I was just in Cincinnati a couple weeks ago is I was talking to him about some stuff going on in my life and in my heart and he was like he started to say something and I was like you always say that to me 
like almost like uh, eye rolling at him, which is not a good. I'm not condoning that, but he was like, you just need to be reminded. And it's true. Like this could be so elementary, something that like some of you are so much wiser than I am um, and should be the ones up here talking. But I'm just saying maybe maybe this little tidbit of stuff we've heard a hundred times needed one more chance to take deep root and produce a real fruit in our lives. So we could just hold on to it. So that's what I'm saying. So just we're almost done. Just a second. So maybe the results we're looking for are found in a little discipline. I'm not God. I don't know. Um, but I just feel like God was giving me and I wrote these down, too. And he was saying, are you willing to believe in me continually and stay the course even when I don't show up on day one? Are you willing to believe in me and stay the course? Or are you willing to follow me if I, if I ask you to give me more of your time and more of your resources? Are you willing to be consistent and give me more when it even in your situation feels like you're getting less? I just felt him asking me that. And I'm asking you that. That's like from God. So I found another scripture. Um, I forgot to put, have them put this one up there. That's my fault. Uh, we've all heard this, but it's so perfect for what we're talking about. Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we'll reap if we do not give up. So in my lingo, following the theme of the message, like we'll reap if we're consistent. If we go back up to this verse up here, what did it say? If we're steadfast and immovable and we're always abounding in the work of the Lord, we're going to reap good things. It's, there's promises it might not look like your, per se, good thing that you're believing for, but, I mean, there's no one in here that doesn't want to experience, like, real peace. There's no one in here that doesn't want freedom from anxiety and fear. There's no one in here that doesn't desire to be walking in, like, full purpose and being obedient and experiencing the goodness that the Lord has for you. So we know the story. Seven times around, seven days later, um, and the walls burst and came crashing to the ground. So what area of your life is the Lord just asking for more consistency? Is it time with him and his word? Is it prayer? Is it good community? Is it the way you're treating your physical body? Um, is it the way you're treating the people around you? Is it your thought patterns? I don't know. You and God need to have that discussion. But I will say, if, there, if, if there's no consistency in a daily devotion time spent with the Father, some of us have been in church forever, and we're still not killing that. I'm saying if there's no consistency in the time that you are spending with the Lord, reading his word, basing the way you're living your life off of that, because your feelings and your situation, your circumstances, they lie to you. And we have to know what the word says. And we have to know what God is saying to us. So if that hasn't happened yet, this week, that's what we need to focus on. Just another encouragement. Keep praying. Keep believing. Maybe the Lord consistency proves our faith. Maybe the Lord just needs to see that we mean it. Maybe the Lord just needs to continually see that we mean it. I don't know. I'm not God, and sometimes he makes us wait a long time for a good thing that we've been believing for for a long time, but just don't stop believing. Don't stop praying. Prayer works, prayer works, prayer works, prayer works, and the Lord has good things for you, but we have to be consistent. Let's pray. Lord, we love you, and we just thank you for we thank you for your word. We thank you for revelation. We, we thank you that when we would just turn our eyes and our ears to you, you meet us right there. You're just waiting for us to pay attention. Um, I thank you for this church and this family and what we get to do here as a, as a body. I thank you for this reminder of consistency and doing the things, even especially when we don't feel it, and doing it even when we're not seeing the results and when it feels like we're getting less, being consistent, because in due time, if we don't give up, we are going to reap. So, Lord, we love you. 
we ask that as we enjoy the rest of our Sunday, you would keep us safe as we're driving home, doing our thing. And um, We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you, Lord. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.